Today on Showtime College Football, I'm joined by Matt from 4th Down Football to go over some week three picks and predictions. Up next. Welcome back everyone to Showtime College Football. I'm your host, Chase Davidson, and today I am joined by our first ever guest, Matt Hoover of 4th Down Football. We recently met on social media um, just becoming friends and uh, doing some collabs on Instagram, and he is uh, requested to be on the show. I will later be on his. Um, we'll see when that when that happens. But uh, where are you from? Uh, we'll start off with that. Where are you from, Matt? So I'm out of central Pennsylvania, basically the middle uh, middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania. Uh, not really close to any cities. I'm about equally three and a half, four hours from Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. So. About the middle of nowhere, but nice. Who's who's closer to you, Penn State or Pitt? Penn State would be closer, about an hour and a half or oh, okay. hour from Penn State. Not too far. Got a friend of mine graduated from high school with. He's going to Penn State, their main campus. So, Dang. big Penn State fan. Um, grew up Saquon Barkley, uh, Sean Clifford, Trace McSorley, oh, yeah. all those guys. Uh, um, so it's great seeing some of the alum, Micah Parsons. Sucks. Uh-huh. I'm an Eagles fan, so sucks that he's in Dallas. Uh, yeah. And I'm not thrilled that Saquon's <laughs> with the Giants. But other than that, it's good to see some uh, Penn State alum in the NFL too. Dang, that's that's awesome. You live in the the promise, one of the promised lands of college football. That's that's right. That's epic. Happy Valley. Heck yeah, dude! I love that. I've been out to Pittsburgh one time. I've been to Philly one time as well, but I never made it out to. Uh, um, to Happy Valley, to Penn State. Um, never been there. I've always wanted to go. Of course, wanted to go to a football game. Are you going to any football games this year? Out of yes, Penn State? I'm hoping to get to uh, Ma- uh, UMass at Penn State in a couple weeks here, coming up in October. Uh, one of the games with moderately cheap tickets, because right, I'm, I'm right. the kind of guy, I'm hoping to not pay a couple hundred just to sit in the nosebleeds. Uh, yeah. So even though it would be nice to go to like a whiteout against Iowa or Michigan, or uh, you know any of those games this year would be nice, but uh, I, I'm gonna cheap out and go to UMass. Respect, I like it though. I like it. So where did you? Um, where's your alma mater? Did you go to college? And if so, where? I did not go to college. So this is uh, I'm one year out of high school now. So wow, just living life, uh, uh, trying to do a full time job and balance that between running some social medias and uh, nice. build up a sports media company here with uh, two of my friends, Kyle and Mello, uh, big football and baseball fans as well. Nice. You, uh, I, I took you as an older, just your beard. I mean, I thought you were a little older. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, this I guy's probably like 25. Yeah. Okay. No, Very nice. Only be, I'll be turning 20 in a little bit here. So. Dang. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. And last question, favorite moment from this season so far? We've had two, well, two and a half weeks, kind of. Favorite moment so far? So, this one's a little tough. Um, Penn State hasn't had any defining moments, necessarily. Uh, the, the win against West Virginia was good, but it was a little sluggish. It wasn't a fan of that. Yeah. We blew out Delaware, but that means nothing. So, I think I'm going to go to Texas taking down Alabama last week. That was a really an electric game. Uh, I got a chance to tail it, uh, check into the second half a little bit more than the first half, but turned out to be a great game. And obviously, everybody wins when Alabama loses. So, yeah, that game was elite. <laughs> one, of the, one of the better games I've watched in a long time. I was talking about it uh, earlier on the podcast. 
just this morning that released how, I mean, in our lifetimes, I mean, I mean, I've only seen literally with my own eyes, I've only seen Alabama lose at home like three times. That's right. In, in the, in let's say 15 years, I've been watching college football since I was about seven, eight years old. We've only seen Bama lose a handful of times. And so it's just always, always cool to see that credit to Bama for having that status as well though. So, um, pretty epic, but let's get right into it. Let's do some predictions and, uh, Let's do a pick 'em for week three. Now, I want to say before we get into this, some people on social media are are saying week three has no games. Obviously, week three is not as strong as week two or week four. I'm very excited for next week. But, hey, you're a casual if you think that week three does not have some good games that I will be sitting on my couch all day Saturday still and watching. So let's go first game, Tennessee, Florida. Tennessee, Florida is a game that I think is being very overlooked because I think there are a lot. It's only been two weeks this season. Florida had a really bad first week performance against Utah. But what do teams do when they lose? They sweep sweep the floors. They uh, they try and make sure they, they clean up a little bit. I don't know. I think this game is going to be closer than people think. What do you think, Matt? So I think for my takeaway from Utah and Florida uh, – Week one, so you can't always judge a lot off of that. But I wasn't impressed by Florida. I felt they sort of lost that game more than Utah really won it. But uh, who am I to judge? Uh, But now this game here, Tennessee did not impress last week. Mm -hmm. And then now this week, going down to the swamp, it feels like it could be a bit of a trap game. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know that I'd go quite as far as to pick Florida in this game, personally. But... Uh, I could see, I could see it happen. It's not yeah. impossible. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 uh, you said my thoughts exactly. I think that it just looks. I mean, twelve number twelve Tennessee going into Florida, like, oh yeah, Tennessee's way better. Obviously, like what we've seen. Well, yeah, I think Florida beat themselves more at that Utah game, and I think it, a lot of it comes down to coaching. If Napier is able to correct, the, a lot of them were self inflicted errors, hundred percent. Like that Utah game, you said it perfectly. Like, it was more Florida losing than Utah winning. Um, I almost went to that game, almost snuck a ticket as I only live about 30 minutes south, Salt Lake City. Um, Almost did it, but didn't go. That would have been awesome. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd go as far to pick Florida to win. I could see Tennessee getting their first win there in nine years, but it is the Swamp. It's an SEC ball, first SEC game of the season for both of these guys. Uh, I think I'm going to take Tennessee, but I don't know. What's uh? Do you know? Do you have the line? Uh, Tennessee minus six and a half. Tennessee minus six and a half. Oh, it was right. It was right in front of me. Okay, Tennessee minus six and a half. I, I think I see Tennessee co- covering that, but I don't know. I I could see it being less than a two score game. I see Tennessee pulling away. Uh, what do you think? I think uh it's going to be close, and obviously those odds. Odds makers know what they're doing when they're yeah. setting those odds. It's supposed right. to be close for a reason. But I think Tennessee will cover um, around the 10 area, I would I would say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Respect. I like it. I like it. Let us know, uh, everyone listening, let us know your picks. We're going to be doing a few posts about this on the Instagram. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Tennessee, there's that Virginia game, the box score is a little misleading. You know, the, the game was actually a little closer than people think. There are some things that Tennessee needs to clean up. It is not 
an easy game for the 11th ranked team in the country. All right, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, next, we have, let's see here, we have Pitt at West Virginia. Now, this one's kind of getting overlooked a little bit as well because obviously neither team is ranked. Um, there's not, for some reason, I didn't quite get the hype as much from the backyard brawl this year. I haven't heard as much about it because last year, that game was insane. Did you watch that? Were you able to watch that one last year? I don't I don't remember if I was able to watch it, but I know the hype leading up to it was, like you said, very, very insane. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot. There was some bad blood. It was uh, – I, I can't remember if it was a Pitt or a West Virginia player posted on social media something that was fairly offensive to the other team, and it was – oh. West Virginia is, is favored by this game in uh, – or favored in this game by one point. They are also the home team. It's in Morgantown. I don't even know what to think. Both teams are one and one. Um, what are your what are your th- initial thoughts on the backyard brawl? So, anytime you get into a rivalry game like this, uh, obviously things can go either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will admit I have not seen much pit tape this season. It hasn't quite been a priority. Uh, I will yeah. say though, it was a little bit on my calendar maybe to see Drake May come out to pit uh, later in the season. I thought about that, considered that, mm. um, but I did see a little bit of West Virginia in their game against Penn State, and. There is one specific play I'm remembering right now that would have made the, the, the game a lot closer. Uh, Drew Aller basically threw an interception, and it went right through uh, one of the corner's hands in the mm. end zone. And let me tell you, it would have flipped the momentum in the game, and it would have given West Virginia a chance to turn it around. I think West Virginia is going to be the better team here, if I had to guess. Um, their quarterback, I, I'm sorry, his name's escaping my mind right now, but uh, uh, oh, I won't say I can't remember. I won't say it's Tan or somebody, but I don't want to embarrass myself because that could be totally wrong. I actually don't. I actually um, don't even know his name. Um, but he actually didn't look too bad. He had some nice scrambles against Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to be leaning West Virginia slightly in this game. Do you have the line pulled up? Yeah, uh, West Virginia is favored by one point oh one point. West Virginia. Okay. Uh yeah. I I think uh, I think I'm going to go with West Virginia in this game. Yeah, I like that pick. I think I'm also going to go West Virginia. Pitt did nearly – they had a close game against Cincinnati last week. Um, now, Pitt's quarterback did not have the greatest performance. Uh, I don't even know how to say his last name. Yurkovic. Yurkovic, I think. But oh, yeah. uh, he, he went 10 for 32. He still threw for three touchdowns, but 10 for 32 is a pretty, pretty dismal clip. Um, hopefully he can improve some of those, <laughs> some of those errors. I was not able to watch the game. Someone could correct me. Maybe the stats aren't showing everything. Could be a lot of drops. Um, but that does not look super impressive. I think I like West Virginia a little better. They played, I think to their potential against Penn state. I think Penn state is very good. So having a, uh, you know, a decent game against Penn state in happy Valley with that crowd, I think shows a lot. So, I, I definitely have West Virginia, I think, winning by uh, at least 10 in this game. Um, I think West Virginia is kind of flying under the radar of this year. Uh, the Penn State game, they looked pretty good. So I'm going with West Virginia as well. All right. I, I will clear my name here. Garrett Garrett Green, quarterback for West Virginia. I Garrett Green. that up real quick. Yeah. Has he, uh, can you, are there any stats there? Has he thrown for, what did he throw yeah. for against, against uh, their first two foes? Uh, he's 26 for 45, 402 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. So 
Is Not that bad. and so that's two games over two games? Yes. Yep, they're two okay. games. All right. Do this thing. All right. Uh, let's let's uh let's move on. This one is a kind of an intriguing matchup. Gives me kind of Colorado Nebraska vibes. Next, it's Kansas State Mizzou, an old school kind of rivalry. I know the Kansas schools kind of hate Missouri. Um, I got a lot of family out in Kansas, and they absolutely hate Missouri, like more than anybody. It is some bad blood. I never even knew it was that bad. Old Big Twelve foes. Um, let's look at the uh, let's look at the line here. You have any initial thoughts on Missouri or Kansas State, Matt? Um, both coming in undefeated, and now that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot at this point in the season, but it means something at least, right. and. In the SEC, with Missouri, I know they're kind of mocked as <laughs> one of the uh, uh, the low low ladder or, or low rungs on the ladder down there in the SEC. So, I think obviously leaning to Ken, uh, not Kent State, Kansas State, uh-huh. uh, being ranked fifteenth at this point, uh, they're also favored by three and a half, which I think that's a close line. I I'd almost lean to a touchdown probably. Yeah, I think that line is very close. Missouri, I actually did like them a lot in the SEC East this year. I was kind of like, all right, Missouri could surprise some people. And then they beat last week Middle Tennessee State 23-19, which, I mean, isn't isn't too good. So, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's it's college football. You never know, especially when this game is is low-key kind of heated. I like it a lot. I'm so happy that these two are playing each other in the season. Um, but I definitely have Kansas State. Kansas State has looked um, you know, pretty much right up to par with what they should be so far this season. Will Howard's done some good things. I think Kansas State, especially with the Big 12 being as wide open as it is this year, um, I think they've got some aspirations to, to definitely cho- go try and uh, make the Pac-12 or Big 12 championship um, again. So I, I think I have Kansas State as well by a touchdown or more. Uh, just the rivalry is the only thing I think keeping this thing close. Um, but yeah, let's, uh, let's keep on going here. Next one. Let's go BYU at Arkansas. Um, this one I have on here a lot of it because I obviously, I go to BYU. I'm a huge BYU. Um, you know, obviously I try to stand by us on the podcast, but of course I love my Cougs, go to all the games. I live across the street from the stadium, which is right behind me. And uh, finally, I get to talk about them. I haven't been able to talk about them yet this season. But uh, BYU-Arkansas is an interesting game because Arkansas is flying out of the radar. They're sitting, I think they're like second or third in receiving votes for the AP poll. They're right there. KJ Jefferson is doing as good as ever. I don't know. What are your thoughts on Arkansas? If you you have any of the first, they had kind of just some mediocre random games to start. Any thoughts on Arkansas? I I will say they're completely off of my radar at this point right. of the season. Uh, the only thing going for them, like you said, receiving votes to be in and just being outside of the top twenty-five. Um, mm-hmm. But BYU assured that they're they could be they're a legit program. You know, they're not a total pushover. So um, initially, when it comes to a game like this, I lean especially on SEC. Right. Just being the conference that it is. So initially, I'm just gonna have to go with Arkansas. Yeah, how much? How much are you thinking? Ah, uh, I don't. I don't know. What's BYU, What's BYU's offense look like this year? 
Well, BYU's offense looked, well, you could say in the first game it was not looking good. We played Sam Houston State, beat them 14-0, to zero, blew them out. <laughs> um, but we definitely had some things to correct. Um, scored 41 points on Southern Utah uh, this week. Looked a lot better. Uh, Keaton Slovis from Pitt is obviously the quarterback now at BYU. Kind of no one really, no one really has noticed uh, that transfer because he really did not play well last year at Pitt. Had some, I think, it was a lot of off the field issues, but he's looked pretty good here at BYU. And uh, I mean, the what, wide receiving core at BYU is looking really good. It's all about that running game. Uh, BYU's running game, especially, I don't know how it's going to do against an SEC D line. Uh, that's the main question mark for BYU coming into this is can BYU actually run the ball? If they can, then they can keep up with Arkansas's offense, um, most likely. BYU's defense looks pretty strong so far. Um, a lot of question marks, though, to answer for BYU is the first two games looked a little little wary with the offense. Um, so I am definitely going to choose BYU to win this game. Uh, if anything's going to be within one score, I'm always going to choose my BYU Cougars because, I, of course, I want us to win really bad. However, this is the one game... You know, I, I, when you first, we first looked at that schedule back in March, I said, yeah, that's the game we're not winning. I, I don't <laughs> think it's one of those things. I'm going to choose BYU to win as in on the graphic, I'm going to say BYU is winning this game, but really this is probably one of our toughest tests of the season going and playing in Fayetteville is going to be pretty hard for BYU, especially after two games that were just, ah, really slow. Um, yeah, I don't know if you have anything more to say on that one. Give me Arkansas by like ten to twelve at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> you talked me into it. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't. I gotta be honest. We have not looked. Um, well, we haven't looked like we could beat Arkansas yet. I'll say that um, unless we change some things. So, um, yeah, BYU Arkansas. I think it's an underrated game. ESPN's given it the prime prime time five thirty. Um, so we're we're lucky for that. Um, but yeah, let's keep it going. Next, let's do. Uh, Let's do South Carolina, Georgia. I like this game. I like this game a lot. Obviously, we know that Georgia, yes, they do this a lot where they kind of, I don't think Kirby Smart likes playing any starters almost at all against those MAC teams. You know, at, at Georgia, they always start really slow, no matter the team. But then, of course, once they get into some of those big games, they turn on the Jets. I mean, last year, Georgia Tech was close. Missouri was close. Kent State was close. They've had, I mean, and Ball State just last week, it was, uh, I mean, this happens to a lot of teams, but it was, I think it was 7-7 for, at the end of the first quarter. So, you know, Georgia, they're the default number one team. But when I looked at the schedule at the start of the season, I said, I think they're going to lose one game. It might not be to Tennessee, but look out for South Carolina. So I, I'm not saying I'm gonna pick them. Let's let's think about this for a little bit. What are your What are your thoughts, Matt? So initially, I'm gonna take what I know about Georgia. Mm-hmm. I saw my guy from Georgia, Jalen Carter, make his NFL debut and absolutely wreck the Patriots' offensive line. <laughs> now, Georgia makes some dogs down there, pun intended, right. um, especially <laughs> all on that defensive line, and we saw what. North Carolina did to Spencer Rattler and yep. South Carolina's offensive line. I'm afraid for Spencer Rattler. I think he's going to be running for his life in this <laughs> yeah. game a little bit. So, yes. Now, granted, 
I think the line right now is currently 27 and a half in favor of Georgia. I'm not sure it's going to go that far. I mean, 20 points is still a lot to win by, but once you get into that 30 territory, you're really laying it on, especially, I don't want to say Georgia has looked slow, but they haven't been dominating opponents so far. No, I mean, I, I think they only beat, who they who they played first week, Tennessee Tech, I think, and they only beat them by, they only beat them by 31. So, I mean, it's a, it's a toss-up game, mainly because it's sort of a rivalry South Carolina's got a lot to prove, but yeah, I think Spencer is going to be running for his life. If North Carolina's D-line can do something against that, then obviously you have, you've got Goliaths on the D-line now uh, going That's against right. that, that offense. So hopefully South Carolina made some improvements. I'm still going to take Georgia, but I do have South Carolina um, giving them some trouble. Maybe, maybe there's a close first half. I guarantee you the score of the first half will be 14-10, not saying who's up 14-10, but I, I guarantee it's going to be a one-score game at halftime. Um, and then Georgia is able to out-roster out South Carolina and sack Spencer Rattler like 20 times. So um, the minute that O-line gets tired for, for South Carolina, we'll see. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah, give me Georgia, but give me South Carolina to cover the current spread, I think. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I think that spreads a little little generous for Georgia there. I like it. All right, another one. LSU Mississippi State. There there's there's good games this week. There are I'm telling you, they're like just because the teams don't have a number by them, all the casuals won't watch, but like there's some good games. Mississippi State last week, although being fairly highly rated coming into the season, kind of having some hype, more than usual I think for Mississippi State. Uh, the Arizona, they should not have struggled like that against Arizona. That was rough. They, uh, honestly, they probably should have lost that game. I don't know if you were able to catch that game. But it was, I mean, they, they won 24, 31-24 in overtime at home against Arizona. Um, and honestly, I think Mississippi State should have done much better than that. I was not super impressed with that performance from um, Mississippi State. So... I don't know. I initially might think Mississippi State is the home dog here. They have a chance, but I think LSU has still got some revenge in them, still got some fire, got something to prove. I, I think LSU is probably going to overrun Mississippi State in this one. I, I'm leaning the same way. I don't think LSU is as bad as they played against Florida State. I think it was just a matter of Florida State is a lot better than people thought going into the season. And mm-hmm. with LSU coming off of the season they had last year, the hype was pretty high for them this year. So right. Being ranked five I, coming in is pretty high. Exactly. They might be more of in the 10 to 12 area, which they're working their way right there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that they're going to handle Mississippi State pretty easily. Um, but once again, when we get into these SEC games down here, it's, it, can always, it can always surprise us. Yeah. I mean, watch out. For Mississippi State, maybe to keep it close, but yeah, I, I see LSU and Jane Daniels. I think they're they are better than what people have said. There are definitely some problems to correct. Uh, that secondary that is, I think it's mainly because the secondary for LSU is always LSU is DBU, right? Yeah. Um, and the one thing that got exposed on against Florida State was the DBs. I mean, that was that's never happened in LSU for a long time where they get blown up through the air. 
And so I think that's why it was so shocking to see LSU lose like that, especially after having such a great season last year, well, the way they ended last season last year. So I, I don't know. I, I, think, I think that LSU takes care of business here. I think they even pull away. They still got a lot more fire. Um, but yeah, what's the, uh, do you got the line on this one? LSU minus a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think LSU is better than people think. I see them covering that nine and a half. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Next one. Okay. My, for some reason, my phone keeps on like adjusting my notes so I can't read the next game. And so I have to open up my phone entirely. Anyways, this one I really like. Washington at Michigan State. Let's get out of the SEC for a minute. Washington at Michigan State. I, I, I'm saying this for all of them. These are all really good matchups. Despite a team being not so good this year, a lot of the teams that are good are the favorites um, this week are playing away. So it always creates a chance for some more havoc. So Michigan State, obviously, this week, um, you know, Coach Tucker has just been fired. There's still a lot of details coming out about that. I don't know. I don't have enough research done to say exactly what's going on. But as for right now, they're going to have an interim head coach. That hurts Michigan State's chances even further in this game. As it, I mean, it's pretty dismal for a team like them to try and beat Washington, who's red hot. Um, what are your thoughts on Michigan State if they have any? If you if you've watched any of their games, if they even have a chance, a fighting chance in this game. Um, so I think the one thing in favor of Michigan State here, their quarterback is a little bit underrated, I think. Noah Kim is not that bad of a quarterback this season. Yeah. Uh, but on the flip side, you got Michael Penix Jr., who has been probably a top-five quarterback so far this season. So mm-hmm. you're, you're not even there. You're not anywhere close because Michael Penix is a lot better. But one thing going for the Spartans is definitely uh, Noah Kim. But you mentioned before Mel Tucker's firing. I think that's kind of just going to become a mess there for Michigan State and just cause, I don't want to say chaos, but just disarray. Whenever you're losing a head coach there, whether it's fired in the offseason, even then sometimes you're dealing with players and just the whole program being out of sort coming in, mm-hmm. coming right off of that. So I don't think a midseason firing, especially under these accusations, is going to be any good at all for Michigan State. And I'm I I don't think this is a great spot for them to be their first game coming off of this uh, against no. high powered Washington no. offense. Yeah, it's it's really really bad timing. Uh, it's and and, a, and the problem is is you have these these coaches get fired mid season at some of these big programs. I mean, how it with Nebraska last year. Uh, who else did it happen to last year? Georgia Tech uh, fired a coach mid season last year. I mean. It is so detrimental for a team. It takes them like three games to even rebound with an interim head coach. Sometimes the interim head coach can do something, but still, I mean, the rebound period is at least three weeks. Um, and, you know, I've, sometimes they never even rebound from it. They, the whole program is just kind of offset until they can get an actual new head coach because they're not going to – they can't hire a head coach midseason. they got to use the interim head coach, probably, you know, the assistant and despite Kim, I, I like what you said because I this kind of I was not thinking about this, but I mean Kim threw for three hundred yards last week, eighteen for twenty two. That's pretty impressive. I like that. I like that yeah. clip. So sorry, Michigan State. I mean, I think Washington's going to turn on the Jets and probably hand your hand your butt to you. 
Um, I see. I see Washington winning by probably three scores in this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. Um, okay, I have ten minutes left on here. Do we keep going, or do we restart the meeting? Let's keep it going. I think we can get her done. Okay. All right. Um, let's keep going. Uh, one of my last games I wanted to highlight: Colorado State at Colorado. Uh, obviously this game wouldn't be too important if college game day weren't going there. Uh, I, I'm still college game day is going there purely because of the hype for Colorado. They want to get to Boulder as fast as they can because people are, they're doing anything to watch Colorado. This game is on the radar purely obviously because of Colorado. Colorado state is a normal Mountain West team this year. Not bad, not good, just mid. And I, I mean, I see Colorado winning by quite a bit here. But is there anything that Colorado can can prove or do in this game that changes anything? That's my question for you. Um, the defense a little bit. I mean, sure it up a little bit. And when you're facing a Mountain West opponent like this, I, you're not expecting to give up many points. I know it, it, the mantra around the Pac-12 is that offense is everything and defense is nothing. Um, yeah. But... Hopefully Colorado can shirt up a little bit here. Uh, other than that, Shadir Sanders, ball out. Do your thing, man. Um, he's yeah. looked fantastic the first couple weeks. So I'm riding Colorado here. I, I do think it is funny how game day has to go here and how Colorado yeah. has gotten the three uh, main slates so far with two big new kickoffs. And now, uh, Seriously. Game. Seriously. Um, the hype is real. Um, I respect it because I, I mean it's it's freaking fun to watch. So I mean I respect it. I love it. Um, Colorado's favored by twenty three in this game, which I think is justified. Now I think the one thing answering the other question, I think the one thing that Colorado can't do is keep it close. I mean you got to blow out Colorado State to prove that you're still legit because there are still a lot of people out there um, still holding back on Colorado, which I understand. I completely understand the people who are hesitant and the people who are all for them. Um, so yeah, but then next week, I think they play, is it Oregon? I think they play at, yeah, uh, at Oregon. So. so guys, week four is insane. Week four is probably even better than week two, just because the number of like ranked games is just nuts getting into conference play. Um, I have a few other like low key dark horse games. I just wanted to highlight, um, Fresno State at Arizona State, I think, is extremely underrated because Arizona State has not been performing well. I wouldn't even call this one an upset at this point. I think Fresno State handles Arizona State at home. Fresno State's on a, I think, 12-game winning streak right now. Um, They did struggle last week, but they beat Purdue uh, week one. So that's an interesting game. Minnesota-North Carolina, another really interesting one. Um, You know, North Carolina kind of looked not good last week. Struggling against App State, and it is App State, and App State is the Achilles heel of everybody who's a Power Five. But I don't know. Any thoughts on those two underrated games, Dark Horse games, or any other um, ones you want to add? I don't want to say. I don't want to say either of those. Like I don't think North Carolina gets upset, but I don't think Minnesota's a bad program. It's not that long ago they were in uh, the college football playoff contention. Uh, yeah, just a couple years back. So. I think it'll end up being a very close, very close game, very good game, as long as Minnesota doesn't just 
lay a deuce in that game. I mean, I don't know what else I to mean, say. Yeah. I, think, I think if they play up to their potential, though, they can at least hang within 10 points of North Carolina. Yeah, I think the hard part for this one is Minnesota is a Big Ten West team, and, the North, and North Carolina is an offensive team. So anybody playing a Big Ten West team that has any offense can just hope that they just score a few touchdowns and they'll win the game. Exactly. So, so I think I think North Carolina definitely handles business in this game, but just just want to keep your eye out for a lot of those games this week: Georgia Tech, Ole Miss, Hawaii, Oregon. Hawaii, Oregon's more just cool. Just Marcus Mariota, Hawaii, Oregon is just kind of cool. Wyoming, Texas. Wyoming did beat Texas Tech earlier, uh, but I mean, there's just a few of those good games that um, I don't think I don't see any of those really being upsets, but they could be close. Um, I think we'll have one or two upsets just. Based on the slate this week, there's a lot of underdogs playing, um, and I guarantee we see one or two um, upsets. I mean, my upset watch, I've got Arkansas against BYU, Kansas State against Missouri, could be shaky, TCU against Houston. I would say Houston maybe could upset TCU. That's an interesting in-state game. They're only a few miles apart. Well, once Houston, I think TCU's Dallas, but um, another low-key game, LSU could upset my Mississippi State. Georgia by uh, South Carolina and UNC possibly by Minnesota. So a lot of games that could still, I don't know, still pan out to be a good Saturday night. We'll see. But uh, yeah, this is pretty much the podcast for today. Just a bunch of predictions, laying it down. Um, Freaking excited for week three of college football. Got some more non-conference and some conference games starting. The SEC is getting into action. So uh, it's college football. So if you love college football, week three is still amazing. Um, but any last thoughts, Matt, uh, you want to want to share about week three or predictions or anything? I, I have to say, Penn State, we do not want to see a replay of the last time you played Illinois. All right? Uh, Take care yes. of business. We don't yeah. want another uh, whatever nine overtime game. Yeah, something like that. And end up losing uh, the longest game in college football history, I believe, uh, quarters-wise, you know, overtime-wise. So we don't want to see that again. Take care of business. Deserve uh, deserve your spot in the ranking here. And just we don't need to worry about any of these uh, Big Ten weaklings until we get to Ohio State and Michigan. That's, that's yeah. how I want to view it. But James Franklin, please, just take care of business. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, I actually totally forgot to mention that one. That's another. I mean, that's another dark horse game. I think big new kickoff is going to going to Illinois. I don't think they've ever had anything there uh, like that. So, I mean, I, I'm sure Illinois fans will be very hyped, uh, you know, to host Penn State. But yeah, I, I mean, I think Penn. St- I have. I really like Penn State this year. Penn State. Hey, this might. This could be the year. This could True. be the year. The, the two weeks of the football season, you know, coming into the year, like, oh, yeah, it's, it could always be Penn State's year. You know, they're always right there. But, like, based on the first two weeks, yes, it's only two weeks, but Penn State looks like one of the better. Like, I don't know. I think I could see them beating definitely one of the two. And we know the two I'm talking about. They could definitely beat one of the two. I won't even name which one. I don't really know. Obviously, I, I think Ohio State's definitely the weaker one. But I see Penn State – Definitely beating one, and maybe there's a th- maybe there's a three way tie in the Big Ten East. Maybe you pray for that, and Penn State can sneak in there. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm happy we're not limited by our quarterback play anymore. That's right. That's the biggest You're thing. not limited. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> love it. 
Uh, but yeah, um, this is the episode for today. We'll get back to you guys next week after an amazing week three. And uh, we'll break down all those games. And uh, yeah, go follow fourth down. Was it fourth down? Fourth dot down dot football on Instagram. And uh, we'll be doing some collabs, 100%. Also, I love that shirt. Is that Utah Penn State shirt? That is. That is. My guy Mello was at the game out there in the Rose Bowl. We ended up meeting up later uh, later in the year, and he was able to get me the shirt for me. So I really appreciate it. And rock it yeah. anytime I get a chance to. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Way to beat the Utes. That's right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, keep it going. All my Utes fans, still love you guys. Um, anyways, go eat Weber State this weekend. But yeah, uh, we're, uh, we'll sign off from Showtime College Football. See you guys next week. See ya.